I'm going to concentrate on praying for Kenya and the nations. Because I've been impressed to do that over the last few months. Yes, right from when we were doing the fasting and prayer. And I was basing my prayer on the prophecy that Pastor Carla had brought forth in 2018, September. And she prayed for Kenya. Look at my prayer. <laughs> I didn't have a soft copy. It has turned brown. <laughs> it's almost going into pieces. But I thought that was very profound. Because you remember when Pastor told us about remembering. Remembrance of the prophecies that had gone before and now we are bringing them to the present for manifestation to see the manifestation yes and that's what I'm going to be talking about Pastor Wade the late Pastor Wade always impressed on us to pray for Kenya Israel and USA and there was a time when we had a whole series of Wednesday prayer meetings just on that. Okay. And also our pastors, Pastor Carla and Pastor Davis, have continually impressed on us to pray for Kenya, Israel, and USA during our fasting and prayer season. Yes. And, and this also has had its own profound mid, um, uh, uh, place because it shows the connection between the three nations that God wants to use to manifest his will and purpose for the present. Therefore, just as I had said earlier, Pastor Carla prophesied on 2nd of September, it was a Sunday. There were a lot of things she prophesied about, but this was one of them, uh, 2018. And she was very specific about Kenya, okay? Touching also again on the divine connection between Kenya, Israel, and USA. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to share some scriptures that I've been meditating on as I pray this prophecy before then we can go into it and look at it more, more attentively, expectantly, with steady, uh, steady word, absorbing guess on what that prophecy means at this time and moment to the church. Okay. Now, these are the scriptures that have really impressed. First of all, we need to establish who are we in Christ and what have we been called into. All right? And you remember Pastor taught us about identity also for some time. We have to have some, we must know who we are before we can even engage. And I thought if Ephesians 2.10, 
Ephesians 2.10 in the, I like the amplified version because it tells you the story in a more expanded way. Summarizes it very, very clearly. It says we are his workmanship, his own master work and a work of art. He created us in Christ Jesus reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for good works, which God prepared for us beforehand, taking paths which he already set in, more, in motion, so that we would walk in them, living good life. God wants us to live a good life, which he prearranged and made ready for us. So now, with that, we know who we are and what we are supposed to do and just how enormous, how big, how unfathomed God's love for us is. Right? Okay. And now, what are some of the good works we are supposed to, are we supposed to do? We shall look at First Timothy 2, and I'll go through verse 1 to 3. What are some of those good works? First of all, first of all, first of all, I told you I'm a teacher, I urge that petitions, specific requests, prayers, intercessions, prayers for others, and thanksgiving be offered on behalf of all people. Okay, the next verse. For kings and all who are in positions of high authority, so that we may live what? A peaceful and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. Verse 3 says, this kind of praying is good and acceptable and pleasing in the sight of God our Savior. We have just come out of being taught that God acknowledges, responds to good prayer. Okay? Now, following that, therefore, we might say, maybe I don't really know how to pray or what to pray. Ephesians 6.18 is very clear on what we should pray. It says, with all prayer and petition, pray with specific, specific what? Requests. Yes. We want a peaceful, quiet Kenya with the order because we want to live a good life and also have an environment where we can still continue to interact with God and to do the good works. So we pray with specific requests at all times, on every occasion and in every season, in the spirit. Praying in the spirit, our pastors have impressed this on us over and over again. So if you don't know how, what to pray, 
pray in the spirit, the Holy Spirit will take over and take charge. And with this in view, we ought to stay alert with all perseverance and petitioning. These are perilous times, that's what we've been told. So we need to stay alert and also have perseverance and petition, interceding prayer for all God's people. Okay? That is one of the good works that we are now supposed to be engaging in. Okay? Now, God knows our weaknesses. Okay, sometimes, okay, God, I've been praying and I've been doing this, but I, I don't know whether I'm quite there or not. Now, Jeremiah 3.3, 3, I love that scripture. It's one of the scriptures I read until that page goes and then I have to buy another Bible, amongst others. <laughs> Thank God for phones. God says, don't you worry, I am with you. Just call to me and I will answer you and tell you and even show you great and mighty things, things which have been confined and hidden, which do, you do not know and understand and cannot distinguish. That's why he has given us the Holy Spirit. Because then the Holy Spirit prays and intercedes on our behalf so that he brings out those hidden secret things. We know we are praying for elections, but you might not know exactly what to pray for because there are many, many things that we would like to pray for as far as an election is concerned. But if we let the Holy Spirit take charge, then he will order our prayers and bring out the purpose and the will of God for us to pray for the nation of, of Kenya. You see how much God loves us? Yes. He does not leave you alone. He keeps holding you up. That's why these scriptures have been very profound for me when I'm praying. Okay? And then... Of course, it, that because of that assurance that God is with me at all times. I find 1 John 5, 14, 15. Okay. Just right to pray. It is a prayer. To me, I pray this actually as a prayer. And this is the remarkable degree of confidence which we as believers are entitled to have before him that if we ask anything, if we ask anything according to his will, remember the Holy Spirit is helping us in that one, that is consistently with his plan and purpose. He will definitely hear us. And that's what Pastor was telling us. Yes. Okay. The next verse. And if we know for a fact, as indeed we do, that he hears and listens to us in whatever we ask, we also know with settled 
and absolute knowledge that we have been granted, granted us the request which we have asked from him. Yes, because that's what leads me and gives me the confidence to go on before I even read that. So in summary, the teacher again, pray bold prayers of intercession at all times. At this time, we ought to pray, we must, not ought, must pray in the spirit. We should pray believing that we, are, we have received a response from God. Because his word says so. He hears us and he answers. God answers prayers. Kuna mungumbinguni Asikia ye maombi yetu Tunapomba Husikia Anajibu Whenever we pray He will hear And answer our prayer That is grand map now Singing off tune Okay <laughs> So with those, uh, with those uh, few scriptures, now it makes us now able now to look at the prophecy that went forth. And I really want to, us to read right through it so that we can see what we really ought to be pray, praying for. So let us now bring to remembrance the prophecy that has already gone forth by Pastor Kala concerning the nation of Kenya. And I believe and I know deep inside my heart, now is the appointed time for something profound to happen. Okay? Because we are claiming the open hand of the unprecedented favor, supernatural, extraordinary, and unusual miracles. We are claiming the first. Kenya is going to be to astonish other nations. We ourselves will be astonished to start with. Yes, that will make us differ the first. We are praying for restoration, recovery and recompenses in greater measure than we can imagine, comprehend, or think of. Okay? And now with the prophecy which went forth on 2nd of September by Pastor Kala, and she says, this is a season where I'm going to deal radically with my people. It will not be like former seasons that might have even seemed quiet very calm, even peaceful. Not much that you could identify in that season. But this season will be radically different. We've been told that. There are perilous moments. There's going to be all kinds of uh, things, but we have to stand. It is a radical season. And I will deal with my people radically. 
it is necessary to prepare you that you may have your part in this season. So your timing will be adjusted and things will be required of you that will seem to be more than in the past seasons. We have to up ourselves. And it will seem that there is a greater urgency. There's a greater urgency in this season for you to do the will of God than in the former seasons. And so I'm going to deal with you radically. And I'm going to deal with your harvest radically. I'm going to deal with your seed radically. And I'm going to deal with your words radically. I'm going to deal with my people radically because there must be a people prepared for this new season that you are entering in. Into, sorry, for I cannot accomplish my will in the nation of Kenya without my people. And so, this is going to bring forth a major adjustment in the body of Christ. And there will seem to be a line of demarcation between those who are allowing my spirit to equip them and those who are not working with my spirit. And so, understand this. It is not a season as usual. This one we have been told over and over again. It's not a season as in times past, but it's a radical season that is designed to bring forth radical transformations and change in the nation of Kenya. And so you see, you shall see Kenya begin to arise in astonishing ways. We have started seeing quite a bit of that. And it shall be amazing, not only to nations on the continent of Africa, but to nations on other continents. And they will begin to look at Kenya and say, what is happening in the nation of Kenya? Why are things taking place there that are occurring? We do not understand what is happening in the nation of Kenya. But it is by my design and it is by my plan, says the Spirit of God. For I have told you in times past, and I'm saying it to you once again, that there is a divine connection between Israel and Kenya. And Pastor Davis has said this over again, and the United States. And it is according to my will and according to my plan and according to my strategies, says the Lord. And so 
you have seen the nation of Israel arise and become more and more prominent. And so, just as the nation of Israel has arisen and is a leader in so many fields in the earth today, so the nation of Kenya shall arise and be a leading nation in this continent of Africa. I love every nation, but I need leading nations, says the Lord. And my hand is upon Kenya to lead in this end time hour, says the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. And that is the prophecy that went forth. And you say, Father, we claim this prophecy. Okay. About Kenya and what has been spoken before about Kenya concerning it being a ship nation and a springboard to, of the gospel to other nations and beyond. It's a spiritual hub, it's an economic hub. We give thanks in advance to the answers to the prayers and petitions that have gone forth from VFC and from our other associates who have prayed and prayers of, stood with us in prayers of agreement. Okay? We believe and we know it is settled in the name of Jesus. Amen. I've prayed this prayer over and over again, meditated over it. It's right by my bedside, not very far. <laughs> yes. It's right by my bedside when I'm pulling my Bible, pulling my phone to read. It's right there. And I can, when I'm just impressed to pray, I just pull it out and I do it. Because the, our pastors have been impressing on us to speak, to say it, yes, and this is what we are saying. We are completely in agreement that Kenya is at the right place and the right time in this time and moment. Yes. Dr. Savell and many other God's people have come from the U.S. They have, they have prayed a prayer of agreement with us concerning Kenya. Okay. Yes. So that's more or less what I wanted to share today and we can pray. You will lead us on what next. Thank you for listening. It's, it's, it's always good. Uh, I really like um, all that uh, Professor has brought up because it's always good to redig the wells. You remember how Jacob and all those people, they went to redigging the wells. Why were they redigging the wells? Because there was substance in those wells. They may have, they may have been defeated at one point by their enemies and ran away, 
but do you know there was still value in those wells? Because there was water, what is water, water is life. So I really like uh, the fact that uh, Professor has reminded us about redigging that well of that prophecy because it's so rich, it's so rich, and maybe some of us have forgotten, uh, go forgotten, and I'm one of them. I pray for the nation, but I haven't been praying for the nation with that uh, key uh, rev reverence to the prophetic word. And uh, therefore, tonight we are going to. Uh, pray about it. You will excuse me with my voice. I'm, I'm, I came by faith tonight because the enemy didn't want me to come, but I said I'm going there by faith. <laughs> but uh, the Lord is good. So we are going to pray in tongues, redigging those wells, redigging those uh, statements that uh, pastors uh, spoke. Radically dif different season. And God will deal with us radically. Can you imagine how to pray to be dealt with radically? It's the depth. It's the depth because it's like transform me. You understand? So that you can be aligned with the radical plan of God. But the beauty is that when God is wanting us to change, he's not wanting us to change to lose. The scripture says that the gift of the spirit is for the profit of the body. So this prophetic word is for the profit of us. Uh, and then another point uh, uh, that I picked there was that there will be a greater demand on us. A greater demand on us. That means we are not just praying and I like uh, uh, the scripture, 1 Timothy 2, 1 to 3, but uh, there has to be a depth of that scripture because, you know, it's one thing to wake up in the morning and say, I pray for the leaders, I pray for the, uh, all of them, mention them, and they, yeah, I've done my bit, first of all. But it's, it's allowing the Holy Spirit to uh, lead you into the depths of prayer to start transforming and pushing and rooting out what the scripture says about Jeremiah, that he was ordained to go and root out and pulled out and throw away. But then he was to build. You understand? So in this kind of a season where we are at that it's looking murky, <laughs> it's looking murky and you're like, so where are we going? Still, there is a way we can orchestrate the plan of God for the nation. So we are going to to, to really pray in tongues, believing God that what we are doing, what should not be in place, we are throwing away. What should be in place, we are positioning. Remember, we are called to be builders in the kingdom of God. So we are positioning people that may have been thrown out and maybe they were the will of God. We are saying, Lord Jesus, you know how to place those that are supposed to be in the leadership of this nation. And then she said there is greater urgency in this season for us to do the will of God. That means that we cannot be very casual about the time we are in. Uh, because it's, I was speaking with another friend of mine from U.S. She, was, she called me and she was telling me, I think she was talking about something that was happening in Kasarani. I don't know, manifesto. And I said, what is that? Honestly, you, you hear pastors saying that I'm the most ignorant concerning news because I am the most ignorant concerning news because I'm like, I don't even understand them. 
one time this, one time this. So I decided I don't, that's not my flow. My flow is to pray. Uh, if whatever, whoever is bringing what is the right one, me, I'm just co- cooperating with God. So my position is the position of prayer. So then that's what she's saying, a greater urgency. So a greater urgency in our spiritual prayers so that the enemy does not uh, uh, take advantage. You know, he's very good. If the church is asleep, the enemy takes advantage. He's very good at that. And if, while, while we are busy looking at, at who and which group has more people and who is speaking more sense, you don't know what, you have no way to reason the things about politics. And I think even the people who are there don't know how to reason. They just, the only thing is that they are bulldozers, and they are good at it, and I applaud them for them. I don't know how people do politics, but they do. But this is the thing. As we are called to recognize the urgency of the hour, and then she said, God will deal with our seeds and words radically. I think that is a big one. Our seeds, because we cannot relent on uh, uh, sowing our seeds and our words because remember in Matthew, uh, Mark 4 uh, the Bible says the sower sows the word is the word our seeds are the words we are speaking our seeds are the words that we are speaking so we want to be aligned in speaking the right words therefore we have to be conscious we have to be very aware we have to be very intentional to remember that we are caught to be in the spiritual life not in the natural life because the natural life has a lot of vocabularies and they all mean so little because the end result is that I want to get there and gain what I want. But in the spiritual realm, our words of prayer in the spiritual realm, they actualize so much of the plan of God and the will of God. Amen. And then she said that uh, there will be a line of demarcation between the spiritual and the carnal. We are not those. We are not those. Nobody, uh, you know, I ever think... I. I keep thinking that what a loss it would be. All these years I've been born again and then we are coming to the culmination of my life and I'm being told, uh, depart from you, you worker of iniquity. And this is the thing, I lost in the parting, I lost in in all that goes there and now I'm not winning here. So when he's talking about a demarcation, it's a demarcation that is holistic. So that means when when the others are are wondering what to eat, there is an overflow in your house. That's what Psalm 16 says, that uh, my, my cup runs over. So you are amongst the ones that are supplying. I, I, keep, I ever keep remembering this, the scripture every time I think about provision. And obedience to the voice of God. I remember, I keep remembering the woman in Seraphath who fed the prophet of God. And you know, I, I say, right there that woman opened an oil factory. Just by obedience. She did not have a business plan. She did not talk to innocent. You know, innocent is very good in money matters. She didn't. She simply obeyed the word. And before you know, the following day, the girl had a factory. 
Isn't that amazing? I think that's the kind of demarcation God is talking about. For those, those of us who will walk in obedience to the word, there will be so much supply in our lives that we will be the ones that are caring for others. Okay? So we have to be careful that, that when the line is drawn, which side are we? How do we do that? Now, no other way than the word and the prayer. And then she said, I mean, there were so many good points there that we can pray with. Kenya is, she's, uh, that God loves all nations, but Kenya is destined as a leading nation in the end time. It's a leading nation. It's a leading nation. It's one thing. I, I watch the children here in HLA, and uh, the, the procedure here is that when they are walking, they, lie, they queue. So just to contain them, because you know when you have so many little children, they can go haywire. So the, the, the procedure is you queue, there is always the head one, and then you follow. And I keep watching them, and I see the hustle and bustle on, on who is leading. And I'm like, you're all going to the same class? <laughs> like yesterday, I watched two of them, and I was like, this is amazing. The one that was, uh, that was given the responsibility to lead, she's standing right here. And then another one decided, I'm the one to lead. My goodness, you should have seen the tassel that was there. This one held the, the door frame here and the door frame here. This one is trying to go. And she said, no, you cannot. I mean, it was hilarious to watch them just wanting to lead. So there is a, a, a benefit in leading. To be a leading nation, then that means there is so much of the kingdom of God that will have to be in this nation. So that means there is a transformation of the morality of the nation. You can't be a leading nation and you're immoral. You know, all these things we watch, I think that's one of the reasons I don't like watching TV because the minute you open, this one killed this one. This one murdered their children. And I'm like, which nation is this? So you cannot be a leading nation if you are in that kind of a mess and corruption. So that means for the nation to be a leading nation, Kenya is radically dealing with corruption. Because part of all that is corruption. Kenya, God is dealing radically with the moral fabric of this nation. God is lead, uh, dealing uh, radically with the family setup of this nation. I mean, you sit down and you hear the issues in marriages and you're like, what changed? How, where are we? But that means for Kenya to be a leading nation, a lot of unearthing has to happen and a lot of uh, 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 building has to happen. So it, it, that means there is a lot of prayer that needs to go in the depth of the spirit to be able to undergird a leading nation. Because a leading nation does not just lead, isn't it? It's just like leading organizations. Leading organizations don't just lead because they have a sweet name or they have, you know, good uh, brands. The, it's because there is as a, an undergirding authority that is making the right decisions. Because exactly what Pastor JB teaches us, that uh, 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 leadership, everything rises 
enforce on leadership. So the leadership of the nation has to be very intentional about leading this nation correctly. But how will they, unless we undergird them with prayer and uh, make things happen? So tonight, we'll ask you to stand. We pray in tongues, and then, and then we'll have Professor Judy come and do the declarations. Amen. Okay. Thank you. Father, thank you. Thank you for reminding us uh, on that prophecy that is so critical at the hour that we are in. So, Lord, as we engage in spiritual prayers this night, we do so with understanding. We do so with revelation. We do so with a desire to see a transformation of this nation, O oh God. So we pray according to the will of God, the Spirit of the Lord leading us. And Father, tonight we engage. We engage with an urgency. We engage with a, 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 a demand. We, we make demand because you've reminded us that when we pray, we pray confidently. So we are praying with confidence that our, our spiritual words are uh, connecting with your spirit and we are making a change in the uh, trajectory of this nation. So tonight we pray in faith. Let's just pray in tongues tonight, believing God for his will to happen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the gathering of the saints. Thank you for this is a sacred moment and a solemn moment. And we come before you with humble and contrite hearts. We know, Lord God, your word says, believe in God and we shall be established. We believe in the prophets and we shall prosper and find success. We are here, Lord God, believing in the word that has gone forth concerning Kenya. And we declare, Heavenly Father, that Kenya is your chosen nation. That Kenya will turn around and look up to you and repent and come to your fold. We are calling God-fearing people on every round table in this country, in parliament, in the Senate, in the governor's office, in the ministries, in the president's office, in the deputy president's office, in the corporates, in the schools, in every area, every father, and amongst our youth, and in every area, every father, that we want, Lord God, that you will sequence God-fearing people. We thank you for the church in Kenya. And we're praying that the church and declare that the church will not be compromised. The church has been chosen here to be your representative here on earth. So that it is a conduit that leads people to the eternity. And we pray that the church in Kenya will be strengthened, will stand stronger than ever before. And do the work and the will of God that was put on them, Heavenly Father, so that they may lead the shepherds in the right direction. For Kenya to be a leading nation, as your word has said, we must have 
spiritual warfare. We must have spirit-filled people standing in the position to lead this nation. And the people that you have chosen, including us at VFC, we must be careful to speak life and not death at any time and any moment. We must learn to take our positions wherever we are because in Joshua 1 we have been told wherever we set our foot we shall possess it. We must from now on Heavenly Father possess everywhere we go in our businesses, in our places of work, wherever we are in our homes and anywhere we are Lord God we shall possess it as the children of God and speak life in that situation. We shall pray in the spirit because we do not know what to pray but the spirit in us goes forth before us and intercedes for us so that we can pray accurate prayer in loud, clear and, and uh, appropriate words so that in whatever situation we are praying for the word comes direct to the connects with the eternity we thank you heavenly father for our leaders that you have chosen in Kenya and but we claim their souls to salvation in the name of Jesus for we know with you nothing is impossible they know you they have been brought up in churches they visit churches but let it be purposeful heavenly father let this be make a difference may the holy spirit go before them and change situations change the way they think and the way they speak so that it will align up with your words that has been spoken about kenya being a leading nation we thank you heavenly father for the youth in this nation we thank you for the grace you have put upon them. And we pray, Lord God, as it has been prophesied before, they are the ones who will bring revival to this country. They are the ones who will be led by the Joshua as we go, as we go on this journey. And we pray, Lord God, you give them the courage, the perseverance, and the knowledge and the need and to understand their position in this nation, Heavenly Father. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for our pastors that they, are, they have this special anointing and they have been able to hear you accurately. May we have ears to hear, eyes to see what the Spirit is demanding, the demand that the Holy Spirit is putting on us now as VFC. We may be small in numbers, but that is not a problem because we saw it in the Old Testament. God used even one person only to defeat the hands of the enemy. We shall take our position as VFC we shall stand in place and speak the right words that will bring life and the fulfillment of the prophecy that has gone forth. 
we therefore claim, Lord God, one more time, the open hand of God over this nation. We claim the unprecedented favor coming through to us and being manifested supernaturally, extraordinarily, in unusual ways in this nation. We stand to be the first so that Heavenly Father we shall astonish and surprise many who are looking up to us. Right now the eyes of the world are on the nation of Kenya. And we know Lord God you have taken your position. You have stood in place. And we shall keep gazing intently, attentively and expectantly at the finished work of the cross because that's where our help comes from. We thank you Heavenly Father for this moment. We thank you Lord. We thank you. You are a good God. You are a compassionate God and you want to do us good all the time. We thank you for the surprises that you have in store for us. We claim them. We take them. The today, the now surprises. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for every petition, every prayer that we have prayed, answered in the name of Jesus. 